Hello, 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 6am run community, 6am run family. A lot of you guys out there who have, have helped this show, this podcast grow. Uh, you guys know I start every episode with my gratitude to you guys. You know, we're now well over 1000 downloads per episode. Our 6am community continues to support this. As you guys all know, 6amrun.com is what brings you and this, these podcasts are brought to you by 6amrun.com. But you know, that's, that's, we talk to a lot of people in this space and that I know have inspired you guys. So we continue to do that. But again, just starting off this podcast, saying hi and saying thank you to everyone. As you guys know, I'm Hami, CEO and founder, but now I guess I can add podcaster to that title. So again, just starting this off with some gratitude to you guys. I don't want to waste any more of our guests' time. This person really made an impression on me. I've been following this person on social media now for well over a year. He's an author. He's an advocate. He's an activist of sorts. Um, Troy, why don't I think you would be your best hype man. Can you, Troy, introduce yourself and hype yourself up? Yeah, baby. Egregious self-promotion. I love it. Okay, so uh, my name is Troy Casey. I'm known as a certified health nut on the internet. I had a background in front of the camera for the last 30 plus years. I was a Versace model, then an actor, a comedian. I did stand up. I had some powerful visions in the Amazon while I was down there drinking ayahuasca with the Indians and I was working with an herbal company. And uh, the visions basically, it amalgamated my on camera career, my natural medicine studies. And my stand-up comedy, and that was merged into one. And Certified Health Nut's been unrolling for the last, evolving for the last 16 years online, what you see online. And so uh, I specialize in longevity and, uh, you know, fun and enjoyment of life on planet Earth. No, and, and you, one of the things I think that people who, let me ask you this, how I found you, right? And how even 6am run started. Do you find that people, your audience are a lot, I told, I kind of, we were in our pre-call talking about me. Do you find that your audience is a little bit there? So I'm a sports oriented person, right? And right now when I hit 40, it's almost like half time of life, so to say. So you think about death and your second half of life more. Do you think that's a lot of how people find you nowadays? Or do you find that your audience has just grown since the beginning? Well, that's an interesting question. I think that's a good marketing question. What I've learned about marketing is, I guess it's cool to go niche. Like if you're the liver king, you can build a million subscribers in, in a year. Maybe he's probably throwing a bunch of money at that as well. I've just been an organic guy, natural organic. And I don't really have any rhyme or reason necessarily. I'm here to turn people on at the soul level. My mission is to raise human consciousness and change all systems. If you look around, we're pretty entrenched in the oil and the petrodollar systems. So we got a lot of work to do, right? The medical industry, the commercial farming industry, we've got a lot of work to do. So I really don't care how people find me. And yeah, I'm 56. If you're getting older, the bones get a little crinky and you know it's harder to maintain that muscle mass or those good looks or that shine on your hair, et cetera. So I'm gonna give you all the natural holistic, sustainable, anabolic growth elements that are going to serve you naturally, if you will, you, without without drugs and hormone replacement. 
One of the things too, and we are a nutrition company. One of the things I do want to, I want to make sure we also address, and I want to get, this is something kind of get right into because when I found you, what I loved also about you, when the pandemic hit, right? One of the things we don't want to get involved in right or left. We don't, we're not a political company and we are not, we stay very clear. Um, there's no secret. We want to be a place for people to get away from that stuff, right? But I will say this, what I loved about you, when the pandemic hit, you're very much in terms of our message was very much like this too. Listen, at this moment, this I'm talking the beginning, right? We didn't know what this was, right? But one of the things we preached to our audience was, listen, but what we do know is you can take care of your personal physical health. The healthier you are, the better your chances are of beating this thing, right? And I loved about your message was continuing to preach that. Like, listen, time out on all this other stuff going around that media and everyone's pushing. Let's not forget you taking care of your personal health. And it does seem now that we're two years out of it. Correct me if I'm wrong. 99.9% of people that made it through this thing were healthy themselves. Right. Right. I mean, and that's it. And health is everything. Health is wealth. We've heard that before. You're only healthy to the degree you're conscious. And you're only conscious to the degree you're healthy. And everything on planet Earth is political. So I get that people don't want to be divisive. However, your soil, your food, and your air, and your water has all been politicized, especially when Nestle and these other major corporations are buying up access to water aquifers. And water, food, and shelter are your three human needs. Everything else is a want, right? Right. And so we got a little bit lost. And I understand if people want to keep it apolitical. I am apolitical. People throw me under the bus as a Trump-supporting conspiracy theorist, racist, rapist all the time. White privilege. I've heard it all. And so, okay, great. If that's who I am and that's the idea in your head, that's fine. Basically, people are just being marginalized and judged and sidelined and canceled just on the other person's idea of what that other person's political affiliation is. And so I'm apolitical. I'm a commentator. I'm going to commentate on this and commentate on that. If people want to make it out that I'm on one side or another, well, they've been divided and conquered on their own left, right, left hemispheres of the brain, which is part of the Marxist manifesto. So it is kind of political, right? You've been communized. Well, and and, and like I said, you can't, you know, I I will say this and I I get staying because I I do want to get back to a lot of other things I want to talk to you about. But yeah, there's the media and our source of information, right? freedom of speech and things like that. You know, I do hope that we can all do that. But one thing I want to stay on the message on is another thing that that I also feel like I want to get to something that is not talked about enough. And one thing that actually gets you away from politics that you do every morning, it's my, it's actually, I wake up before you, we're here on the East coast. I know you're in Arizona. So you get up every morning at 6am. You are the biggest supporter of what is known now as breath work. How important has breath work? Because I'm learning this more as I'm getting older. How important is breath work to you? Because you've been preaching breath work. The two, three years I've been following you, you've been preaching breath work. And I, after you, am seeing now that's like becoming the popular thing. But what's crazy to me is I'm like, yo, certified health nuts been preaching that for five years. So let's look at at the facts, Tommy. Breath is the first form of nutrition. Well, uh, yeah. Plain and simple, no breath in three to five minutes, you're dead. No water in, what is it, four to 10 days, you're dead. No food, 30 to 40 days, 
you're dead. These things are human needs. Really wrap your mind around your source and quality because we're dealing with 70% of the American people are obese or overweight. You got one in two will get cancer. Heart disease, stroke, and diabetes is going through the roof as well. And so if you want to reel in those potential statistics, you know, optimize your breath, optimize your water, optimize your sleep, optimize your nutrition. You know, those things are baseline elements. I wrote a book called Ripped at 50, and everybody wants to know how to get ripped. But the fact of the matter is, is you already know, you got to have good sleep. If you don't have sleep, how's your body going to repair at 40, 50 years old? You need hydration. You need organic food. Your body is built by materials from the earth. If you've got it laden with pesticides and herbicides, you're not going to build the right structure. Your body's not going to put the information in the proper area. It's not the proper information anyways. And the definition of integrity is when the mind, the heart, and the gut are aligned literally and figuratively. And right now, we got 70% of the American people that are obese or overweight. The guts are blown out. So I don't want to hear anything about integrity, integrity in business, because as above, so below. How you do anything is how you do everything. So if you're out of integrity with your gut, then you're out of integrity in your life, in all aspects of your life. And so reclaim your divinity by reclaiming what's on your plate, right? What you're shoving down your neck. Like reclaim the consciousness around what you're doing. Stop being lazy, right? right. Ignorant and laziness, right? Because an animal knows in the environment Man traditionally knows what's on the horizon to eat and what could potentially eat them. Now that the chemicals are in the soil, it's subversive. And so we've got to be a little bit more intelligent, really understand the environment that we live in, right? The commercialism and the intertwined with the politics and the, the money, all of it, right? Keep right. your eye on the prize. Get down with your farmers, grow your own food, know your source, source from good companies that are producing good materials for the human body, good for the goose, good for the gander, not just loaded with marketing. They have certifications that the source is pure, the soil is pure, the intention is pure, the water is pure, that they're growing these nutrients for you. Yeah, and so... You you practice what you preach for sure. Let me also ask this, because I feel like what we're getting at, I want to not forget. I used to think, and, and I believed it, but the health is wealth tagline of sorts, right? What's crazy about that is that when I'm at my healthiest, I'm a better father, first of all. I'm a better businessman. I'm a better husband. I'm better at everything when I'm my healthiest, right? When you have a headache, when you have any kind of sicknesses, even food poisoning from, let's say, bad food, right? Stuff like that. You're not at your best. And one of the things I've mentioned on this podcast, you look at like some of the best CEOs in this country, let's even say worldwide. The first thing they do every morning is take care of their personal and physical health, even if that's hiring a security guard to make sure they stay alive, right? Because if they're not present, if they're not healthy, then their companies are shit, right? Right. So it's so funny you mention all that because that's something we've been saying for a long time. And even me, I know, like I said, one of the things is, I, I do want to ask you just a question. I have a couple of questions, if you don't mind, just personally now, Please. kind of coming at you, maybe like a little bit like a fanboy. Do you not at all, you are very big on, you do a thing sometimes every morning. I know you don't do it every morning on your, on your live feeds, but you do a kind of self-scan from your toes all the way up to your head. 
is that like, do you, have you, has, has certified health not ever gone to a doctor? Have you ever done a blood test? Like, are you totally against modern medicine really? No, no. But look, my daughter ended up at Ronald Reagan hospital because she was a premature baby three weeks early. And thank God for, you know, I didn't agree with most of the stuff, right? They wanted me to sign waivers. If she was in, she, she died in the ICU or whatever. And I was like, why do you want me to sign your documents? Right. Why? Maybe it's commonplace and most people just give up their rights and have no idea what's going on and they just sign because someone asked them. Fuck that shit. Right? I don't know what you motherfuckers are up to. Number one cause of death is properly prescribed prescriptions from doctors and adverse reactions, malpractice, intertwined with medical mistakes in hospitals. That's the number one cause of death. They don't crunch all those numbers because the medical industry is intertwined with the food industry, the weapons industry, the petrol industry, and the medical industry, which has petrochemical byproducts. And the Rockefellers that started uh, Standard Oil, they started the American Medical Association. So you got to understand these corporate locked-in entities Mm. that keep everything in place. I did want to go back to breath. So optimizing your breath is the first form of nutrition, taping your mouth shut, nasal breathing when you're training or you're running. These types of things can increase your vitality, your electric voltage, your electromagnetism in the body. The more you optimize uh, your breath when when you're filled up, oxygen feeds the brain as well. So it's super important to optimize your breathing, especially the older you get. I have a Qigong move I call the stork walk, which inhale and your arms come up. So the whole diaphragm is rewired to open and close, open and close. After 100 days, you'll totally rewire your nervous system to even when you're a baby and breathe optimally while you're sleeping, tape the mouth shut, and then train with the nasal breathing. Real quick, back, and back to that, if you don't mind, Troy, when we, now we have each other's information, when we're done, if you don't mind, you have YouTube videos demonstrating these things. If you can give me, I, I probably can find them also, but let's put those links to your YouTube videos. Troy, and one of the, and that's another thing. Let me ask you this, because it's so, I don't want to say obvious, you're bringing me, and I hope I'm not jumping around, but you're bringing me to other questions, because saying about your YouTube videos and, and the stuff that's documented, why do you do all this for free, you know, when other people are monetizing on this information? I don't know. I studied marketing a lot. Marketing's not always that easy. And I just want to serve the people. I, I am gifted by God with this energy. I'm here to do my job, whether I get paid or not. Right. And so luckily, I figured out how to get you know, paid out of monetize my, my time and effort. But as far as I'm concerned, I just want to give everything away for free. And I believe in a world beyond money. The futurists are already talking about this. And I believe in the gift economy. So when I give my gifts, it goes out into the universe. And of course, the law, the law of reciprocity is always at play. And so this is my way (laughs) of just giving and receiving. It's, yeah. and, and I'm here to help. And I'm only as healthy as the environment. And the 70% of the American people are obese or overweight and the environment's trash. I got a lot of work to do. Right. So I don't want it to be any impedance of making people look and feel better. I can give away as much for free as possible. If they buy any program for me, I'm going to give them overvalue, whether it's my nutrition program or whether that's my breathwork course 
or my book. I'm going to try and give away as much value. And if somebody cries and complains and cry me a river about they don't have money, I'll give them stuff for free. Law of reciprocity is still always at work. So I'm not worried about getting paid. For right now, I am paid and it feeds my soul. And so, and I got another book coming out. As far as I'm concerned, I just want to give everything away for free anyways. And, you know, law of reciprocity is going to come back to me no matter what. That's not my business model. What I'm do you, still what, trying to monetize on the back end, but all these, these tech guys want to take my money and they don't want to deliver the goods. No, I, I, I know. And, and that? Let me ask you, social media is obviously really big, right? What I love about your social media, one thing I hate about social media and even in the nutrition space, right? Like these other owners of nutritional companies, one thing I don't, you, I said to you in our pre-call, I don't talk about our company. The podcast is not to promote a company I run on the uh, that really also does enable a lot of this. But social media has become this place of I'm richer and better than you, right? Your social media is popular, but it's not that. And I feel like social media is a lot of follow the leader. And the nine times out of 10, the leader supposedly supposed to have more money, better cars, things like that. You're out here riding bikes in Sedona, walking. But to your point about getting water, people who don't follow you, Troy literally gets his water from a well, right? Like you're doing the opposite and becoming successful. Do you think more and more people are just tired of the rich, I'm rich, you're poor, in your face kind of thing? And the gravity is shifting a little to real people like yourselves? Because I'm also seeing that more. You were one of the first, I feel like. Now you're seeing more holistic social media influencers. Am I crazy for saying that? No, I mean, we're seeing that a lot because it's popular and people just want to monetize themselves because we're in the digital realm. We're running out of skills. And so people see that that's popular. They like, everybody's got a little bit of nutrition knowledge. So then they just jump on the bandwagon. They get a small certificate, but it's very hard to monetize yourself as a holistic person. And so, and then they run into that and that's understandable. You know, I have a huge, I train entrepreneurs. And so a lot of those people I end up working with and train them to be excellent online. So the thing with, with making money online, I have a theory, Hami, and I like to roll around in my Gucci sweatsuit and, you know, I like nice things and I like nice cars and I rented a Rolls Royce to launch my book and all that stuff. You know, I like having a lot of fun. So there's nothing wrong with money. The problem is, is the money is usury. It's criminal abuse. They keep shaving off the top and they change the dollar value. It's called inflation, deflation, sideways, upside down, housing crisis. I mean, they took two of my mom's houses away. She's 77. She's got to have two jobs. So the fact of the matter is the money is usury and it's making us highly competitive against each other. And so I'm calling forth the gift economy as one of my major four solutions on my president of planet earth campaign. And it's not a joke. Ubuntu is the word in the South African Zulu nation, and that means contributionism, where we contribute to our local environment for the tribe to thrive. And Greg Braden talks about this in his work, Awaken to the Zero Point, to activate the other 64 codons in our DNA, we need a higher frequency. And that's what's coming And ultimately, it's about cooperation. You can't compete as organisms. You're going to kill each other off. And we've been warring for millennia. It's time to get technology to be our whipping boy instead of the other way around. 
get all of our elements taken care of, and then use all of our energies, human ingenuity for creativity. I'm not the only guy talking about this. That guy novel somebody, he's a tech guy in Silicon Valley. He was on Joe Rogan. He was talking about this. Peter Diamantis talks about Singularity University, uh, a world beyond money. And I'm not talking about the World Economic Forum, digital currency. I'm not talking about the same criminal abuse usury that we see now. I'm talking about an evolution of the human spirit, an evolution of mankind. That's what we're going through. I think we, coronavirus, we, all this stuff is the great awakening. Can we get back to also too, I think, can we get back to a little bit of the start of this journey, the Amazon, if you don't mind, can you share a little bit of the Amazon story and journey? And one thing I've always wondered, um, I know maybe you've said it, maybe I missed it. Can you talk about the journey and what happened in your travels? Are you California born and raised? And then you went down? Yeah. So I uh, was born on the East Coast. Parents were hippies. Grew up in the Haight-Ashbury in the 60s. Moved back and forth. And then I graduated from a Marin County High School. So uh, Marin County, very amazing place. Grew up in the Bay Area. Traveled all around the world as a model and lived in LA for the last 25 years. I left after the BLM riots you know, the Antifa BLM stuff that happened during coronavirus, I saw the writing on the wall and I knew these times were coming because I had powerful visions when I was in the Amazon. I started studying herbs and nutrition as a way to abate the bloat in my face as a model, as a Versace model sitting in Milan 30 something years ago. I had digestive issues. And so I got into fasting, internal purification, herbs, herbal medicine, and about 15 years into my studies and my career in front of the camera, somebody gave me some herbs from the Amazon. And this company was amazing. And they were looking for distributors. And I met the company, did the research on the plants, took the plants and the herbs into my body, had a huge awakening, and then went down, met our vendors, the Shipibo Indians, drank the ayahuasca with them, had very clear visions was in the mother of planet Earth, the middle of the Amazon rainforest, saturated with oxygen, cacophony of healing frequencies from birds and insects, singing at very high levels, swimming with anacondas and the piranhas in the, in the river. It was amazing. It was life-changing. Seeing the children, the so sensual Latin American children of the Amazon, so in love and they come up to you, where in America do you have little children just coming up to you? I'm like, oh my God, these little girls are so beautiful. You know, we've got child abduction and all sorts of weirdo stuff and children on milk cartons in this country. So children don't talk to adults. And so I went down there and I see all these lovely children. And I was like, oh, I just fell in love so much. I came home. I interviewed all the girls that I was interested in. And I was like, I'm ready to have kids. Are you ready? Are you using you, you know? And it wasn't any of them. And then I finally found the girl that was like, yeah, let's go for it. And, you know, started a family of my own. So that was a big journey. Everything that happened to me in the Amazon, I made many videos about this. It was a huge awakening. And to know the connection viscerally that I am connected to everything and everybody, the soil, the air, the microbes, the bacteria, the parasites you know, my ex-girlfriends, the people that I don't know, the people that watch me in India, we're connected to everything. And so I came out of the jungle 
going, okay, and also now that I'm aware of all this stuff, I'm responsible as a male adult to do something about the awareness that's going on. Okay, the Amazon is home to our oxygen and our fresh water and biodiversity, and it's being cut down at an alarming rate. Holy shit. What can I do as a human being? YouTube is a brand new reality. Let me start putting up this exotic footage. Most of the health people are talking heads. Most of the health people at that time were vegans and preaching vegan utopia, which I had an adverse reaction to that. Hormonally, you know, wrecked me. And then there were young bodybuilders on steroids or young you know, right. men on steroids. And that was health in 2006 on the internet and subsequently a year or so later i found paul check and i was like "Ooh, this guy that's the real deal right and so and then i've studied with him and then you know everything has been viewed online this is this is it's happening in real time you could scroll all the way back 16 years ago and watch all my development yeah and ayahuasca correct me if i and that is a form and you talk about i think joe rogan has very popularized this Ayahuasca is a form of DMT, am I correct? Ayahuasca is the most powerful herbal medicine on the planet. It penetrates the liver, the gallbladder, the intestines, but more importantly, the nervous system where we hold our beliefs. It is a brew of the ayahuasca vine and the chacruna leaf. And the chacruna leaf has the DMT in it. The DMT gets killed by stomach enzymes, stomach acid. And so you need the harmalines in the Banisteri Copsi, which is the ayahuasca vine. It's the Latin term for the ayahuasca vine. Banisteri Copsi, I do believe is the name of it. And that is the harmalines, which neutralize the stomach acids. So when the chacruta comes in, it gets uptake to the pineal gland and it gives you the visions. But again, you don't even need the visions. The vine itself will climb through your guts and your nervous system. And like a big mama boa constrictor, it's like, honey, what, grandma, what's wrong, honey? Let it out. Let it out. Oh, you've got a sore, sore tummy. You've got a bunch of ideas that are fucking up your whole life. Let that shit go, honey. To the point where you're like, you just start puking and shitting. And it's just a miracle. It is just a miracle. It is true medicine. Some say get caught up in the psychedelics and the DMT and all that stuff, but it's so gonna it's gonna you're not, but, and that's and that's it's funny. I love so and what I'm hearing now, and I'm I'm learning too, by the way. So thank you. So gut health, of course, is so important. You are not a vegan though, right? Like you are you will eat a steak. I'm an omnivore. Yeah. So, but you believe, and not believe, but you still do the Correct me if I'm wrong. You'll eat a steak, but you still have the greens. I think gut health, especially as you get older, if you don't mind talking about this a little bit, this might get a little TMI, guys. But like, I think as you get older, it is really about, like I read somewhere, right? Like you would want two bowel movements a day. Like one is not enough sometimes. Am I right? Or what is your thought? Well, whatever your constitution is. I mean, if you have a big dump and it's, you know, 12 inches or more in the morning, you don't want to get caught up in too many isms or the way it should be should be okay really look at the toilet bowl do i feel do i feel relieved right and if not go and do a colon cleanse whether you do my cleanse or you do dr schultz's or a rise and shine there's plenty of good organic holistic uh, cleanses on the market find one that works for you 
but get those intestines. You have 36 feet of intestines. If you've never fasted or cleansed out the body, you don't know what it's like. I got attracted to the whole youthifying. I look 10 years younger when I do a fast. And so now I do intermittent fast. I have an extreme pattern that I fell into for my own personal experience. I don't recommend it to other people, but I do 18 to 22 hours most days. So I constantly look fresh because my body's not bogged down by metabolic processes. Well, you do, you you do, and you do sauna. You love to sweat. You do sauna. Am I correct? And then you also do cryotherapy as well, right? Yeah. Detoxification protocols for everything. I do skin brush. I do my sauna. I do the ice baths. You know, anything to help boost my mitochondria and make me feel more alive. Right. Love that. You, like I said, I feel like one thing you do, and and it seems like your journey, you take people on, you're someone too that I don't want to say switches, but if you find something that works, you're quick to share with everyone, right? And this journey is taking you on. You mentioned a few or some of the people you've mentioned, who are the certified health nuts kind of like mentors of sorts? Like, are there, is there someone out there that you do say like, look, that guy's got it going on? Or like, I think you mentioned it, but I know there's some of the names, I didn't write them down. I apologize. But there were a couple of people you mentioned that were like, they really got you on this path, right? Well, Paul Check for sure. And so let me just say this on the question that you asked as well. If it doesn't live inside of a human being, it has no ballast in reality. So if I try something and get results and report it back to you, that's direct experience. Too many people are trying to read clickbait titles, not understanding the marketing behind it and why they wrote that. They created that video or wrote that blog post in the first place, including the NBC nightly news. This is corporate pay-per-play. If there's a new scientific Mm. research idea that they just found out and it's on the news, they paid for it. Pharmaceutical companies paid for it. The agribusiness companies paid for it, right? They pay. It's pay-per-play. And so I'm going to take it into my body and here's my experience. And if I consistently do it, I drill down to bedrock then that's how I usually report from a truthful place. Everybody's all into the truth now because we're being lied to on so many systematic levels and everybody thinks that their relative truth is the truth. There's only one truth here, guys, and that is I am. Philosophically, there is only one axiomatic truth on this planet, and that is I am here right now. That's all we can say, right? That is the truth. And so if I take something into my body, I can only report the truth back, which is looking basically into the camera. And these are my results. Take it or leave it. Do you think, and I think I asked this earlier, but uh, you bring up that point again. Do you think the pandemic really did make people just start questioning everything? I mean, in a good way, right? Like, because... You know, everyone, because I don't want to go there, but part of me what does want to go there a little bit. Do you think that we were, we were told day one, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die. And you got to admit, people were scared, right? Like, as they kind of should be, right? You want to- Well, here's a newsflash. You're going to fucking die anyways. Right, right, right. You might as well start living a life worth living. And that's, I think, and that's what I'm getting at. Like it's, so let me tell you what my seven, so, and I'll share this with our audience. I like our audience to learn a little bit about me. The pandemic happened like April here in Delaware. 
my daughter, she at that time was 12. She's 14 now in high school. But AAU basketball was going to start back up, but the kids had to wear masks to play. As a father of an athlete, I didn't care. Put your mask on, go play. You want your child to play their sport, right? And again, going back, I looked at us, me and my wife were healthy. But I did tell my father, who's 70 something, I said, listen, you may want to stay away from Layla's games. I said, it's so funny you just said that. I said, you may want to stay away from Layla's games because you know you're in that older category. And we don't want you, I don't want to lose my dad. It's so funny. You just said that. My dad said to me, I'm dying anyway. Why can't I die enjoying my granddaughter's games? That's right. And he refused, he refused to stay home. Good for him. You know, good for him. Some of the older people still have their common sense intact. And it's so so funny to hear you say that, but yeah, no, no. So so, but I think that what the pandemic did though, but, and on, and, and on a flip side, a lot, I always say what the pandemic did for our, and look, people know 6AM runs a company and people know what we do for everyone and for runners. What I love is like Amazon, right? Bikes. You couldn't find a bike. You couldn't find a barbell, like physical fitness equipments. When the gyms shut down, you couldn't find that stuff online. That's everyone correct. was like, I'm not going to stop working out because my gym's closed. Here's a secret. Go to the thrift stores. They have all that. Yeah. You know, bands and like, but what I love is I feel like, and that's where I felt like you in a good way. I mean, I mean, I mean this very, in a great way. You're out there doing your yoga, your breath work in Sedona, in the desert. Like I felt like you were taking that movement a little bit and saying, and then look, take it outside, do it outside, breathe in the fresh air. I think like you probably saw that movement as well the past two years, right? Yeah, this is the great awakening. People are awakening. The human spirit is awakening. I saw the vision in the Amazon when I was there 16 years ago. I saw that humanity makes it. And we're at the edge of, you know, environmental degradation and complete collapse. But I know that humanity makes it. So I know in the end that we wake up out of this stupor, out of the poisoning ourselves. How are you going to poison the water? How are you going to poison the soil? Like glyphosate is a major poison. You talk about gut health. Most people don't need know that they're being poisoned at a systematic level. And they don't know how to get in, in touch with their hormonal health, their gut health, their overall health. Why? Because they're being poisoned. And they think that the government and these corporations are all FDA approved and it's A-OK. No, you're being poisoned systematically. And it's all scientifically validated. Just look up glyphosate. 29-page report. Glyphosate on your plate. Just get into it, guys. Be aware. It's it's funny. Here's a take that my wife and I kind of discuss. And you're bringing this up. As humans, right? As human beings, essentially what we are, we are arguably, arguably, we're the smartest creatures on this planet. I'm sure you agree on that. My wife and I joke about, but you know what's crazy is we do need some help because here's the thing, right? If I take a newborn baby and I take a puppy and I lay them both out on the street, who's got the better chance at newborn of surviving? The puppy. The puppy. Isn't that crazy? But yet we are the smartest, most dominant species when you think about it. But at from day one, you can't survive without help. Well, everyone needs nourishment and nurturing. And right. actually, there's been a lot of research, and that's why they tried to social distance us, because there's something magical that happens with the biofield, the toroidal field, the energetic field that comes out of the human being. There's been research, uh, babies that were not touched died. 
Yeah. Right? And so we need that human touch. When I was in elementary school, I don't know if they teach this anymore, but we learned about human strokes. So there's physical strokes and there's emotional strokes. And those are essential nutrition and nourishment for the human being. Yeah. That's not going away. No. And I think, I mean, and it's funny you say that. I mean, you know, your pets, I mean, my, my dog, if you stop petting my dog, he's pissed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if he, if I, if I stop, he's like with his head and they can't, of course, but like you think about it. And it's funny in that, in the same kind of a talk and conversation, I told my, my wife, I'm like, look, this is an animal quote unquote, but he wants love. Right. You know what I mean? Every, we all want the same thing when you think about it. The kids do too, man. I'm always scratching my kids' backs. And, you know, because sometimes you don't get along. Or, dad, you got dad, what, dad, you know. But I just give them as much love and attention as I possibly can. And just something as simple as scratching their back or scratching their hair when they're laying in bed. It's such mm-hmm. a simple act. But I make intention to touch them, hug them, love them, make sure that they know that I love them and give them those physical strokes. One thing I want to get, and and talking about our kids and our families, the last part, as we get into the final moments, the fourth quarter of this conversation, one of the last things I love about you, and I say, my wife and I share this with our kids, the phones, I'm not against the phones. I'm not against technology. I think technology's helped a company I've started. Technology has helped us, help you and I, for example, right now we're connecting. And I know you are, you're not against technology. But one of the things I like that you do, and my kids, I don't know if my kids understand when I tell them this, we were having a conversation playing, right? I used to play outside. I told my wife, if we went to my home, I grew up in, there's probably action figures that died and they're buried in the yard, right? Like in the dirt, right? I know you're big on the dirt. Like, is there a way we can show these kids to go outside, get vitamin D part of, again, the pandemic. What I told my wife, we need to make sure we still do is vitamin D. I don't think people understood how important vitamin D was during the pandemic. You know what I mean? And vitamin D is to life, sunlight, what do you think we can do to get more kids and more people outdoors? Go outdoors yourself. It's always an inside job. So always, I would block the time. I don't care if it's 6 a.m. on Saturday or 10 a.m. on Saturday. We as a family go out for our weekly walk or daily walk. I don't care what it is, but pencil it in, pen it in, write it in. You want your children to go outside and play? Play with them. You want them? I bought them bicycles because when I was a kid, I lived in the country. You bicycles, freedom, right? right? It's pretty hot in this environment out here. So I bought my son an electric bike. My daughter's got a full suspension, little mountain bike. And I have to get them out there. And I know because we're so sedentary and so inside and so digital. And I need to talk about digital communications as well. I get them outside. I turn off my phone and leave my phone away as much as possible and get them outside by daughter or dog. And so the objective is to get outside. I actually need to do this more myself. And so it just comes down with scheduling. And But getting outside and taking walks and getting into nature, I got to do that myself with my children. Otherwise, if you tell them what to do, people do what you do, not what you tell them to do. And then with technology, technology is very useful and it's incredible. And I've been able to do what Steve Jobs created those devices for, change the world. He leveled the playing field. The common man has the same ability as the major corporation. And so in a very short amount of time, I've become my own Hollywood production studio. I have just as much impact, if not more, than some of the biggest filmmakers 
uh, in Hollywood right now. I'm crushing the small screen. Thank you, Steve Jobs. And everybody that thinks he's an asshole, I actually understand Steve Jobs because he was a visionary. And how do you get a vision out when people are, you know, they're so used to the past or the way things were done in the vision? It takes real energy to cut through the blocked consciousness. And so, but with developing minds, it's the same thing with pornography, alcohol, tobacco, caffeine. Are you going to let a developing fetus, a developing child, you know, be around all that Wi-Fi, be around that electromagnetic radiation and pollution that's harming their eggs if it's a girl, it's affecting their mitochondrial function if it's a boy? You know, do you want this around your child? It's a developing consciousness, a developing brain, the idea the mind stores information in images. And the corporations know this, and they hire the best child psychologists and uh, neuroscientists to climb inside the human brain and brand them for life. Get those fucking phones away from the children. You don't let, let your kids swear. You don't let them go drinking with you, right? So keep them away from the phones, just like you do the drugs and the alcohol until they're able to make decisions for themselves. A developing mind, developing nervous system, you want it all conformed into whatever's coming out of that box? We had an agreement with my ex-wife and I, as soon as she, we broke up and she was disgruntled on whatever level, she used it against me. She got back at me by buying the children devices. And we were Waldorf parents. We invested large sums of money for many years tens of thousands of dollars a year to send our children to private school and not have zero media, right? Waldorf children, the template is zero media. Steiner saw this coming, zero media. And so she gave the children devices to get back at me. And my daughter was found on pornography at 10 years old. And you might gape your mouth, but I'm here to tell you as an adult, if your children have devices, (laughs) By 12, they're on porn. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Right there. No, I, Guaranteed, I, they have been exposed to pornography. Well, and, I think you say porn, right? I think, too, one thing I want to mention, you can't open up Instagram, TikTok, any social media app without a half-naked woman or man. I will say, you know, I think people think porn is only one thing. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's so many levels of sexualization. Is that the word I'm looking for? The definition Um, of pornography is in television advertising and television programming. Paul Check did the best video on it. Pornography three-part series. Probably came out about six years ago. It's on YouTube. Just Google it. Paul Check and pornography. Is masturbation good for you? It's part of that series. It's in the same block. I used to help Paul run social media. I guarantee any human being that watches that video, their mind will be fucking blown. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny too. It's when you, when going back to the apps and this was a special on Netflix and I actually see it all the time, you know, you try to close, you know, Instagram, right. And they're going to keep, and I even turned, it's funny. I even turned notifications off sometimes and it's like, but I don't know what it is, but like the notifications still come through. So-and-so liked your posts. Uh, So-and-so, your contact is now on a contact. Who the fuck? I, like, do you talk to every one of your phone contacts every day? I don't care if they're on. Like, I'm not saying like to be rude. My but phone's like, off. Right. My phone is off basically all the time or on airplane mode, unless I'm on it. And right. I'm on it yeah. quite a bit. 
Right. right? right. So I do run a social media platform from there. I run my phone for my business. That's why there's a yin and yang. There's positive and negative on any subject. Infinitum, you could talk positively and negative on any subject. So right. technology is not bad or good. It's the use of technology and or the abuse of it. And so right. just manage it wisely. It's a stress. And most people are dealing with stress. People think an emotional outburst is stress, but stress summates in the body. Elevated chronic cortisol creates inflammation. Inflammation creates disease. Disease kills dreams. So manage and mitigate your stress wisely. I've got a whole online course on stress management. One of my last questions for you, we really are running out of time. So I want to get this last question and then I want to give you the podium for last words. Uh, we will put all of your social media, your YouTube channel, I think is very important to put out there when we publish this interview. One of my last questions for you is a little bit about meditation. For me, I had a hypnosis expert on and her episode will be coming out very shortly. You talk about laziness. I'll be very honest with you, Troy. I'm lazy when it comes to meditation. But what running does for me every morning, I do between three to six miles every morning. It puts me in a meditative state for sure. It centers me. And the hypnosis even said that technically is also even a state of hypnosis. Hypnosis is not that old school wave the stop watching your face and snap your finger. You ever like drive somewhere and didn't remember the drive, right? Like that's a little bit of a state of hypnosis. For me, running is meditation. You talk about this a lot of meditating, of centering yourself. My last question for you is a little bit around that. Can you touch on meditation? What does Troy do? Meditative purposes? How do you, how does Troy center himself? Like I said, for us and our community, I think a lot of people are like me. I think running, that's what running does for us. And in our community is a bunch of runners and cardio enthusiasts. That's one of my last questions for you. And then obviously I want to also give you the last words and anything you didn't mention that you'd love to tell our audience. But my last question revolves a little bit around meditation. Yeah. So congratulations. You're a powerful meditator. That is your meditation, my friend. That works for you. Pat yourself on the back. Too much the internet and modern day people, we want to beat ourselves up. It's practice, not perfection. It's yoga practice, qigong practice, meditation practice. If that's the way you get into meditation, streamline consciousness, clarity, harmonizing the right and left hemispheres of the brain, getting into your body, to me, that's meditation. I don't care how you slice it. And so I practiced very strict meditation for many years, Vipassana meditation with my teacher, S.N. Goenka. Very powerful meditation. After six years of religious practice, I told myself, come off the mat, come off of your meditation pillow and meditate all the time. Be aware. Meditation is mindfulness, awareness, being in your body, being cognizant and conscious, aware of the present moment reality. And that is my new meditation. When I get lost and I have monkey mind, I do my qigong. I get in my body. You mentioned the sun. The sun is the best disinfectant on planet Earth. Recognize that. Get out into the sun daily, ground in all the electromagnetic pollution, wattage, voltage, dirty electricity by grounding yourself into the earth. I get into my body. I'll do a Zen swing. Good for the monkey mind. Zen swing. Just think about the cross crawl. You're walking and running. This is the Zen swing. You're harmonizing right and left hemispheres, upper and lower of the body. It's integrating, full integration, full harmonization of the masculine feminine, the energies, inhalation, exhalation, 
anabolic, catabolic, right? And so you're harmonizing. So you're, you're a runner. You are a meditator. I'm here to tell you that's enough. If you want to sit down on your pillow and get more deeper into it, good. That's another form of meditation. But I'm here to tell you, all you runners are meditators. That's why you got that centeredness. My jujitsu friends, they look like meditators. The one that really practiced the black belts and stuff like that, boom, they're Zen masters because they have so much focus on whatever they're practicing. And so that type of focus and clarity will bring you to a meditative state. And then once you're in the meditative state, don't look for perfection or meditation should look a different way. Right. You know, can define meditation if people want to go, oh, Troy, it's blasphemous. Meditation is this. And it's like, okay, all right. Well, you stay married to that concept and I'll go over and teach all these people that they're okay with focusing <laughs> their mind and getting into their body. So... <laughs> No, I, I, this is, I, I think we might need Troy. I, like I said, I, I apologize. I'm, I think we might need a part two. I definitely hope that, you know, you and I can talk more and, and maybe like come back and, and talk to our audience. I think this is going to be a great one while people were running. I know that they got a lot of information from you. With that being said, one, I think your book is on Amazon Kindle, right? I think that's a great read for anyone. We'll put the link to that. Any last words? And then, and then obviously, finally, if you could say, and again, Troy, we'll put a lot of the links in the bio and on Apple and Spotify and everything. People can click on it very easily. But uh, final words and for today, and then you and I will definitely hopefully talk more, but go ahead. Yeah, I've got the new book coming out. I do tons of free content. I'm doing 100 consecutive days on Qigong right now. Jump in anytime. And I challenge you guys to 100 consecutive days. That's free. If you're in Sedona, you can come to that each and every morning. I've got my new book coming out, Brave New Man. That will be out soon with an online course. I've got all my stress management, my breathwork course. And then again, I've got tons of free content on YouTube. I do my nutritional cleanse challenge at least once a month where we take a group of about 100 people. And we, uh, my average client loses 25 pounds in the first 30 days. Uh, my athletes gain muscle during that time as well. And so... Tap in, tune in. You know, I'm like Jim Rohn. I'm here to make millions of friends while I'm on the planet. And so, are you? Are you? And for people, are, are you taking on? And and obviously, the pandemic helped this with Zoom and FaceTime and things like that. Are you taking on new clients right now? If anyone's looking for someone in some direction, I mean, or, that's not normally my business model because I don't right. like to manage and coach people. If people really want my time. It is available. Awesome. It's available. And the next thing we're doing with the book is we're going to have a membership where you can come on and be part of the community. And so we have different aspects that you're already part of the community with, but we're going to do something more streamlined and offer people that want to be a little bit more serious and diligent work with me and take their health to the next level. And no, you so, do a lot of group work too. I've seen, no, that's great stuff. Yeah, yeah. We have men's retreats and you know, we do 50, 60 guys in a weekend, take them through the ice bath, breath work, sweat lodge, uh, etc. Get you around a bunch of men and tune you up. When the book comes out, we'll have lots more of that. Brave new man. It's coming soon. Awesome. No, guys. And thank you so much, everyone. Um, everyone for listening. Troy, thank you for your time. Uh, like I said, I, I can't wait for this episode to come out and people to be inspired as they're running. It'll maybe uh, make people kind of forget the run and the pain of the run and meditate on, on this video or, or audio. So thank you, Troy. 6 a.m. runners, again, as always, thank you. And we'll definitely possibly have Troy, hopefully uh, part of this community and come back for maybe a second episode. Thank you, Troy. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. 